Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hold it. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah. You know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who that and welcome back to Kenosha Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. Today we're here to break down the Saints 9-0 win over the division-leading Tampa Bay Bucks in their building on Sunday Night Football. The Saints now improved to 5-3 on the road this season, becoming absolute road warriors uh, this season and so many seasons before. They've only won two games in the Dome uh, and, and that makes them 2-4 and four in the Superdome, which is just really, really weird and odd for all Saints fans in general. But the one, the thing that's not weird is that the Saints are Tom Brady's kryptonite. For some reason, he just can't beat them. He can't have any kind of success against them. And I know Bucks fans would be like, or just regular NFL fans would be like, oh, you can't beat them in the playoffs. We didn't beat, they didn't beat us in the playoffs. We beat ourselves. Drew Brees had one of, it, it sucks, but he had one of his worst days ever. Partially because he had 11 broken ribs and was coming off that collapsed lung. Uh, Jared Cook fumbling and just so many other mistakes in that game that caused them to lose that game. And it was the worst game they could have played and they only lost by 10 points. So, fact of the matter is, the past four times in the regular season, the Saints have beat Tom Brady. They are 4-0. They shut him out. Tom Brady hasn't been shut out since 2005, I think. 2005 or 2006. Um, that's, that's just crazy. And what's even crazier is the last time the Saints were in this building on Sunday Night Football, they should have been shut out as well. They kicked a petty field goal at the end to not get shut out. But in this game, they only had probably one or two good opportunities to even get points on the board. Saints defense killed them. And I know the media hated it. They hated seeing it. Tom Brady throwing a tablet, throwing a fit, going to the Saints sideline saying, go F yourself or whatever he said. The media didn't like seeing that. Now, if Tom Brady, Alvin Kamara, Odell Beckham were to grab that tablet, break it, and throw it, you know what they'd call him? A diva. That's what divas do, is they throw fits. And that's what we've seen in the NFL this year. Odell was cut because he was a diva, quote-unquote. He was the problem in Cleveland. He was the reason they aren't winning. They still aren't winning there. Now, I'm not calling Tom Brady a, a diva, but we just got to hold him to the same standard. He's a football player. He's a great football player. He's a phenomenal football player. He's seven, seven rings. But he's not Jesus Christ. He's Tom Brady. We got to hold him to that standard. In this game, he was ridiculous. Throwing picks, fumbling. He had an awful game. 
and the Saints defense was the reason of that. Now next week, uh, I believe they play the Falcons, and he could go and have a great game against them. Good for him. He's a great football player. Just for some reason, the Saints match up so well against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Not even just this year. Historically, the Saints own Tampa Bay historically. And the much as, as they want this to be a rivalry, it's not. We have more, we, Our rivals are closer to Minnesota than they are Tampa Bay. Honestly, no one was talking before this game. No one. Saints fans weren't. They didn't really care. Yeah, they might. They they should have lost that game going into it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the better team. They are. They're healthy. They have Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown was out. You've you've Gronk. I mean, this team's stacked. There's no reason this team should lose any games. But for some reason, they can't beat the Saints. The Saints have more heart. They have more grit. They care more. They have more passion for the game. And in these big contests. The Saints always step up. Always. I was foolish to pick the Bucks in this game. And I wasn't one of those people saying, oh, the, the Bucks were going to win by 30. The Saints always put up a fight against these guys. But I thought the Bucks would win. And I'm sure you did too. We all did. Just because of circumstances. Now, Bucks fans would say, oh, we, were, we got injured in the game. Okay. You went into the game with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You went out of the game without them. The receivers you had, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, those are still better than the wide receivers the Saints have. And if Tom Brady is the GOAT, in your opinion, if he's the greatest of all time, shouldn't he be able to make it work? With Gronk, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette for most of the game, shouldn't he be able to make it work? Cameron Rate, those receivers are better than the Saints had. You know who outplayed Tom Brady? Taysom Hill took care of the football. And you know what the ultimate flex is for Saints fans and this Saints team. Now, Tom Brady ended up throwing for 214 yards, interception, 26 for 48. Taysom Hill was 13 for 27, 154. In that first half of that game, I thought Taysom Hill was, was good. I'm not going to say remarkable, but he was good. He was solid. He moved the ball on offense. The running game, of course, was a little iffy, and that's going to happen against this Bucks. Uh, front seven, and especially when you are missing Toronto Armstead and Ryan Ramchek. I'll get to that later. But the, the offense was good enough, obviously. They scored nine points, and it felt like once they scored six points, they, the game plan completely changed. Let's just take care of the football. Let's play the field position game because we know they can't score on us. That's what Dennis Allen said, too. After they got the points on the board, they felt like they could just play the field position game for the rest of the game. That is the ultimate respect to your defense. Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, both of them. Because you didn't have Sean Payton. They knew what the what the plan was going in. They put points on the board. And I don't think they ever thought that they would have zero points because the defense was that freaking good. But the game plan totally switched. It's let's just take care of the football. Let's chew the clock. Let's try to move the chains a little bit. Let's flip field position. It really felt like at times they had no intention to score. I mean, they would love to score. But they weren't doing anything risky. Marquez Callaway. Oh, hats off to him. One of the best wide receiver performances we've seen all year. Period. Six receptions, 112 yards. And it doesn't sound anything crazy. Saints fans are used to that with Michael Thomas. But in this game, he stepped up. He was the guy that was going to be open. He made big plays. Uh, 
I think he didn't score because we no one scored. But I think he is starting to emerge himself as the true number one. I mean, it's about time, but someone had to do it. And for for the first time in almost two years, we saw the quarterback to wide receiver quick slant, and it was run beautifully by both Taysom and Marquez. It's a quick snap. You're not even dropping back. You're just pulling back and throwing. Marquez made himself available. Easy four or five yards. We haven't seen that route in years, literal years, because no one's been able to do it. Marquez did it, and he did it great. So this offense did just enough and put nine points on the board and a quick shout-out to Brett Maher. Man, he was out there. He was the only person on the field to score a single point, and he won this game for the Saints. I mean, with the kicking troubles they've had this year, you have to respect it. The Saints now improved to 7-on-7 on the year, and the playoffs all of a sudden seem like they're in reach once again. We were 5-2 and two, and then lost five straight, and it, we were talking about, let's get a top 10 pick. Now we're talking about, we could be a dangerous team in the playoffs. No one wants to play us. No one wants to play our defense. No one wants to try and stop our run game. It's turning into that. And now this next Monday night game against Miami has become that much bigger of a football game. Moving forward, it'd be remarkable to get both tackles back. We need both of them. Offensively, this could be a really good football team. This could be a playoff team if we could start being effective on offense. Because right now we're not. We have Tate's Mill at quarterback. I mean, he's going to do as much as he possibly can. This is one of his better games, I personally think. Because he didn't, he didn't, he was himself. He knew he didn't have to do anything crazy. And the deep balls he did throw were perfect. I mean, they were great. They were right on the money, and they came at the right times. Uh, There's a few plays where it was like a little iffy. He didn't really take any sacks that was like, like last year where I was like, okay, come on, that's just bad football. You got to get the ball out. Uh, he was quick on his throws, quick reads. There were some throws that's a little iffy, but I mean, it's Taysom Hill. He's out there out competing Tom Brady. Tom Brady couldn't get a point on the board. And this is a banged up football team. The Saints, that that is. The Bucks say they're a banged up football team, but now they're a banged up football team. They ran to the wrong team at the wrong time. The Saints now are on a two-win streak, and they currently do not sit in a playoff spot, but they'll be competing with the Minnesota Vikings, uh, pretty much uh, and them and the Eagles for that final spot. And they could slip in with the 49ers as well, but they have a win um, above us. They're 8-6, and six, we're 7-7. Seven and seven. So these final three weeks become huge. It really turns to let's get a top-10 pick to let's get in the playoffs. And not many teams are in that position. Not many teams can lose a starting quarterback and still be in play of contention year after year. Year after year losing your quarterback and still being a playoff team. Before we end this episode, I want to talk about the defense one more time. Cam Jordan getting 100 career sacks. Two in this game. Two huge ones and a forced fumble that pretty much ended the game. Chauncey Garner-Johnson being an absolute menace on that football field making one of the hardest pictures I've ever seen with him doing his shrug thing, Tom Brady, and then the next series picking him off, calling game. Shout out those guys. Marshall Latimer was phenomenal. You didn't hear his name because he's locking down that side of the field. So as usual, great stuff from Lattimore. Bradley Roby, Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams, all were good in this game. The pass rush was phenomenal. Carl Granderson is really starting to turn into something. Marcus Davenport is an absolute beast. 
the interior was good enough. They got enough rush. And, of course, Demario Davis is Demario Davis. So, I mean, this defense, it was a perfect performance. On film, it's A+. You did everything right. There was a few things you'd like to have back. Maybe some angles on some runs. They had popped up a couple good runs. Um, a couple 10-plus yard runs. I believe Quan Alexander was the one that uh, just chose the wrong gap. And I mean, that'll happen sometimes. But this defense is really the identity of this football team. We've talked about all year on this podcast. What's their identity? Their identity is play good defense and let's run the ball. Let's hope we can score enough points. Because this defense carries this team. If they're not perfect, they probably won't win. Just because the injuries they've had. And that that's going to happen. But the Saints have just been snake bit offensively with their injuries. If you can get both tackles back, if you can get somewhat healthy on offense, I mean, I'm all down for a playoff push. Thank you guys for tuning in today's episode. Uh, I'll be in the Dome this weekend against the Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football. Hit me up if you're there. But I appreciate everyone's support as always. The Saints beat the Bucks. They sweep them for the second year in a row. It may be their division this year, but we're not giving it to them. Appreciate you guys for tuning in as always. Who that? 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 Who that?